morning I'm preaching from a subject just okay. It's not okay. Look at somebody around here and say just okay. Just okay. It's not okay. Philippians, the third chapter, beginning with the fourth verse, and once you've found it, if you would please stand for the reading of God's Word. That's Philippians, the third chapter, beginning with the fourth verse. Don't start at 4b, which is the second sentence. If someone else thinks they have reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on, based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything I lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I've lost all things. Amen. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith. In Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained all of this. Or have I already arrived at my goal? But I press on to take hold of that which, for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. May the Lord have a blessing to the reader and hearers of his written word. Just okay is not okay. I feel like I could just jump right in and just start preaching just based upon we've all seen that commercials, those commercials. And in a real sense, far too often we're living our lives in a just okay state. And I come here this morning to declare to you that just okay is not okay. Somebody needs to understand that that is not what God intended for his people. You were never supposed to live a life that was just okay. <laughs> life, matter of fact, the Bible declares that Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Look at somebody and say, just okay is not okay. 
don't know about you, but I believe when he said that it was supposed to be more abundantly, that he spoke something over my life and I should not accept or settle for something less than what God has intended for my life. So just, oh, I wish I had somebody in here with me, just okay is not <laughs> okay. I can't accept just anything when I know that the God I serve has declared many things over my life. <laughs> just okay is not okay. Paul says that in this morning's text, not that I have already obtained it. <laughs> I love those words. Amen. Not that I've gotten there yet. In other words, Paul is simply saying, I'm, I'm reaching for something higher. <laughs> I haven't arrived there, but I'm still reaching. Can I ask somebody this morning, uh, what are you reaching for this morning? <laughs> I'm just wondering that maybe somebody is only reaching for those things that are right there in front of them, but not necessarily those things that are above them. I don't know what your goal is, but you ought to have a higher goal than those things that are right before you. Paul says that I... I have not attained it. I press towards this mark of this high calling in Christ Jesus. Paul is what? Striving for something. Realizing that anything he's done in his flesh has been just okay. Are you with me? That all his accomplishments in his flesh has been just okay. He says, if someone else thinks they have reason to put confidence in the flesh, Paul says, I have more. <laughs> Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew, he says, of all Hebrews <laughs> in regard to the law. In other words, Paul is saying, I'm a bad brother. <laughs> I've done it all in the flesh. I'm superior than if you're talking about human standards, I've done it all. And yet, I still look at that and say that it was just okay. <laughs> I wish I had somebody in this church. He says, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Paul, his accomplishments of the past are mediocre in comparison to what he's striving for in Christ Jesus. He has reached the conclusion that his life, that for his life, uh, things he has accomplished outside of Christ are just okay. And just okay is not okay. Paul has become dissatisfied with his human achievements based upon uh, his, I'm going to switch this mic, I'm not, this one is yeah, not, used to it, huh? no, I'm not used to this mic, it's just, yeah, and is that, well, I don't know, not even, no, no. there you go, uh -huh. 
take that one back. That's just okay. It's not okay. <laughs> Paul has become dissatisfied with human achievements based upon human effort only for human acknowledgement. Did, did, wait a minute, you, you missed that, huh? Did you miss that? Paul has become dissatisfied with human achievements based upon human efforts only for human acknowledgements. Amen. Y'all <laughs> act like y'all don't do things just for show. <laughs> Somebody should have said, I'll try to. <laughs> Because oftentimes we only do things if we can get some kind of human recognition. We want everybody to see it. We, 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 we only do it because somebody has to show some type of recognition for what we've done. We Far too often we even have folk in the church, you're just waiting for somebody to applaud you for what you did. Hey Amen. Let me stop. That's not. Let me stop because I'm getting messy. He and for Paul, see that that doesn't satisfy Paul anymore. Paul's not satisfied with that kind of approach and that kind of thinking. He has what I would like to define this morning as a sanctified dissatisfaction. Uh, let me say that again, a sanctified dissatisfaction. Paul is growing in Christ and is now dissatisfied with the things that occur outside of Christ. See, you ought to reach a place in your life where you have a sanctified dissatisfaction. That those things that are not really associated with Christ really don't do anything for you because in reality they become what okay and just okay is not okay <laughs> oh wish I had somebody with me helping me preach this this morning see he has Paul is growing and now it's changing his measurement of success has changed he is no longer watch this comparing himself to other folk. He's no longer comparing himself to other folk. You can never fully reach greatness by comparing yourself to other folk. Can I park there for a minute? I just want to park here right now for a minute. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to just drive in your driveway. Knock on your door. But I'm going to come in anyway. I know I, I know I wasn't invited, but I think I'm going to do that this morning. Because far too often, we are always comparing ourselves to somebody else. For Paul, it was about his relationship with Christ. Nothing was seen greater he wanted to be in perfect harmony with Christ. And the reality is, how do you compare yourself with somebody else and even what they're supposed to accomplish 
when God created only one of you, oh, you're not, you're, you're not hearing me this morning. Watch this. Not only did God create one of you, but he predestined you with a purpose. Watch this. To do things different than other folk. Yet oftentimes our measuring stick is based yeah. upon human standards. Watch this. Our heroes, heroes, and models far too often are limited by human people. So how do you measure what God has predestined in unity? Watch this. When he didn't ask anybody else to do it the way he wants you to do it. I wish I had somebody that here. You know, he, he wanted you to bake a certain way. Watch this. He didn't want you to copy Mrs. Smith's recipe or Lee Cowan's recipe. He wanted you to bake it a certain way. Is that we have to become devoted 
There's a particular level of devotion that we need to possess. Look, he says, uh, Paul says, this one thing, this one thing, in other words, he's not devoted to 20 things. Paul says, this one thing. Sometimes it's better to be great at one thing. Right. Rather than average at a whole bunch of things. Sometimes it's better to be great at one thing than average. Look, we live in a world of mediocrity. Yes, we do. Because we're always trying to do everything. 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 You know, it's amazing to me. I listen to folk, and we glorify multitasking. Y'all don't want me to mess with you, right? We, we glorify multitasking. We act like it's a great thing that you can do ten things at one time. And I've come to understand that when you multitasking, you being average at a whole bunch of things. And you ain't mastering none of them. Come on. Praise the Lord right now. Thank you, devil. Come on. We're always trying to do this, 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 and pretend like we are superior in it all. And in reality, we are not. We, 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 Paul says, this one thing I do. One thing. One thing. Sometimes you need to get good at one thing. Before you start venturing off into some other things. <laughs> too many, we have too many average. Can I go here for a minute? Yeah. Now I'm really about to come in your house. <laughs> We've got too many average marriages. <laughs> because folk really not committed to what? One thing. God, I wish I had somebody. <laughs> You missed that. You missed that right there. You missed that. <laughs> and just okay is not okay. You shouldn't have an average marriage. You ought to have a great marriage. Come on. Because what God said is that when He brought us together, He said that He would what? Bless them. You ought to have a blessed and great marriage, not an average marriage, and just okay. So look, 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 we got too many average parents. Stop passing. You really coming in our house right now. Trying to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> trying to multitask with your children. 
trying to be friends, trying to be therapists, trying to be everything but a parent. This one thing I do. Ooh, I see y'all don't want me to fix this. And in some ways, it's almost like with our kids, some folk are trying to be sugar daddies and sugar mamas. Everything but the one thing. And that's a parent. Look at somebody and say, just okay. It's not okay. Too many average Christians.
get good at Jesus. Ask yourself, am I great at Jesus? Ooh, I said good, but I really meant great. Because you got some great problems that you need a great God to handle. So you need to be great at Jesus in order to get the great breakthroughs that you need for your life. You need to be great. Paul says this one thing I do is that I'm trying to be great as his rep for, you know, in terms of his resurrection. I want to die with him to understand what it means to be, to be lifted up and raised with him. I want to understand that no matter what comes my way, when my Savior got up, I can get up even when I'm knocked up. I want to be great at resurrection power. Uh, somebody ought to understand what I'm preaching about right now. That no matter what this world brings to me, I'm already equipped because I'm great. I'm great at one thing. I'm great at understanding the power of what Jesus did when he got up from the grave. I understand that nothing can keep me down. Nothing can keep me out because this one thing I've got good. That's what Paul is saying. And I can't accept anything else because anything else is average. And everything else is just okay. And in my mind, just okay is not okay. Sometimes we have to Become good at one thing. That's right in the book Outliers. Malcolm Gladwell says that it takes 10,000 hours of deliberate practice to be master, to master something. It doesn't mean a few days or half hearted plunking, you know, on a piano or something, but to really master something, it takes deliberate practice. 10,000 hours is about 10 years worth of persistence. Intentional effort until mastery becomes more like muscle memory. I love that. That he moves so close to Christ and the power of his resurrection that it's just walking in you. You ain't trying to call it up because it's already in you. Oh, God, I wish I had yes. something. That you're so good at this one thing. Yes. That matter of fact, when you walk in the rooms, when you walk in the room with your enemies, they start right. trembling because they know power is in the room. Because it's all in your muscle memory. It's all in the confinements of who you are. Matter of fact, they just look at you and say, I can't mess with that. Yes. I'm going to leave that one alone. Because right. I got a whole bunch of average folk out here, but that one ain't average. God is not somebody. That one ain't average. <laughs> so I'm going to leave that one alone because they ain't average. That's what Paul is talking about here. We bring resurrection where there's doubt and fear that when we walk in, we bring hope. Amen. Where there's pain, we, we bring the peace. We reach for things outstanding and not for things that are just okay. All right. 
Because just okay. It's not okay. Finally, 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 finally. Jesus, I mean, just okay is not okay because the other thing that Paul identifies in this text is direction. So we've, we've dealt with dissatisfaction. We've dealt with the fact that Paul becomes, see, from his dissatisfaction of those human things, that now that takes him to a place of being devoted to divine things. And now we shift from divine because now it's his direction. It's his direction. He's shifting from being and living a life that's just okay. And now he's moving from dissatisfaction to divine devotion now into his direction. Paul says we're not running toward, watch this, the past. But allow me to submit to you this morning that we are running toward the future. We always have a future. I have a future. And it's not just okay. Watch this. It's outstanding. Don't miss that. My future is outstanding. Where I'm going, where God is taking me, is what? Outstanding. Don't you tell somebody you don't have any hope. All right. Don't you tell somebody you don't you act like you don't have a future? Because your future is outstanding. Watch this. Unsaved folk are controlled by their pants. Preach Unsaved folk are controlled by their pants. But saved folk are running. Toward their future. We are accustomed to saying, watch this, past, present, and future. But we should view time as saveful flowing from the future into my present and then into my past. Oh God, I wish I had somebody in here. See, I'm dropping some stuff on you. I don't know if it's falling and sinking in right now, but I'm giving you some stuff. You need to stop looking at time based upon what? Past, present, and future. If you're saved, it operates what? From your future into your present and then flows down into your past. Oh, God, I wish I had somebody in here. Soren Kierkegaard said, Life can be understood backwards, but must be lived forward. <laughs> In other words, it's my future that causes things that affect me in my present and really begins to shape my understanding about my past. God, I wish I had So it's, 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 it's what's happened in my future that begins to shape everything. Everything that God has done in the past is based upon what God is getting ready to do in my future. Um, so we are future oriented. That's why Paul says, forgetting those things 
that are behind us. Uh, now watch this, watch this. Now, now, now to forget does not mean to fail to remember. To forget in the Bible, you better, you better get this. You, you need to get this. Means to no longer be influenced by or affected by. Oh, yeah, yeah, you better get that one. To forget means to be no longer influenced by or affected by. That's what Paul is saying. So, so when Paul says to forget, Paul is saying that my past ain't controlling me. Glory! <laughs> it ain't shaping me. And what I come is because my future, watch this, has already been established. So therefore, no matter what happens in my present, it can't mess with my future. Because it didn't give me a future. Watch this. And it can't take my future away. Because what God has predestined over my life Somebody. What God has predestined can't be taken away. What God gives me can't be destroyed. So I still have my future. And I dare not allow my past to influence my present and control my future. Because just okay. Leaving it right here today at this altar. 
Nicholas Worse. I'm the executive minister here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. I just want to say thank you for listening. You can learn more about our church online at onefellowshipumc.org. And you can like us on Facebook 
to stay up to date with all the latest events in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others online so that more people can learn about what God is doing here at One Fellowship. Thank you, and God bless.